Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cash That with Joe Delera and producer Corey. We're going to start off hot here. I'm going to give you two plays to start your day off right. And uh, we'll, we'll get into the details a little bit later on. But we're going to be taking the Hornets plus two and a half against the Indiana Pacers. And we're going to be taking the Jazz minus six against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, a lot of this has to do with some COVID news. And it also has to do with the way that I think these spreads are priced, but <clears throat> we will get into that in a little bit. Um, Producer Corey, the first thing I wanted to talk about here is the way that COVID has really kind of ripped through both the NBA and the NFL. And uh, it's funny because I think they just set like a record uh, in the NFL and the NBA that like 107 players or something uh, tested in 106 players were placed into COVID-19 lists for the NFL the other day. And that was a record. And then one day later, they changed the isolation period from 10 days to five days. Uh, so I don't Some know if you big basketball that. and big football have an in with the government and they're trying to make the games more exciting again by allowing infectious disease to become part of the game. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's and it's really making it hard to bet on these games, um, especially, you know, basketball, at least like the line probably comes out only a day or so in advance. So it's not it's not really as big of a deal. But with football, you know, it's like you're looking at these lines, they post lines as soon as sometimes even before the games are played the week prior. I don't know how you bet that. Like, it's yeah. just it's insane. I don't know how you bet that. Sir, I have been doing nothing but live betting and no one should follow me. I'm on the coldest streak of my life. It's unbelievable just, um, how cold I got. Just fade you. At least you're, yeah, you're close to God. If you're following me on the action app, you're only going to see what's synced up with, I think, FanDuel and points bet at this point, I think. Probably bet, bet MGM, maybe. I haven't even been using it. <laughs> I, I That account needs replenishing, and I won't do it till the new year. Yeah, um, yeah it's that bad. So, yeah. yeah, if you happen to see any of my bets pop up, uh, feel free to fade me and enjoy uh yeah so but covid covid's been kind of crazy and you know it it obviously is impacting a lot of these games is impacting um different players and it it's really had a huge impact on player props and <clears throat> if you follow me on the action app or follow me on the twitter machine you see that i am just firing props off left and right for people whose names you probably can't even pronounce um so you know, one like one guy in particular that I've been all over is Omer Yurt Seven, and he is a center on the Miami Heat, and he's just been crushing it. Um, I wrote about him, I've tweeted about him, <clears throat> and he's just he's just in a smash spot. And the thing is, too, when you're looking at a lot of these lines the books just aren't adjusting properly because a lot of times like you're looking at players and you're like, I don't know who the heck that is. I'm going to bet an under. And there's not as many, you know, sharp prop betters because if you think about it, they'll like the people that are betting the majority, like massive, massive chunks of money, they are usually betting it on sides. They're betting it on money lines. They're betting it on totals. They're not really betting it on player props. Um, and the interesting thing about player props and the thing that I like about player props a lot <clears throat> is that, in my opinion, it really all just comes down to implied probability and what exactly the odds mean for, you know, for a listed, for a listed bet. And 
the way that we can take advantage of this is news. So sure, you know, if somebody gets ruled out uh, due to COVID, that that's going to move the line. It's going to move total, but it also is going to have an impact on a lot of different players that are on that team's roster. And while, you know, sometimes the books can adjust and make proper adjustments um, to some of the more like the star players, like, you know, it, like Jason Tatum just went into COVID protocols and the books were able to adjust for Jalen Brown because that's, he like historically has seen the biggest boost when Jason Tatum uh, doesn't play. Um, but then when you look at that a little bit down the line, uh, for example, like Peyton Pritchard, he blew past his points total, which is fine, but uh, his assist total in the most recent game was six and a half. And that just was way too high, you know, and some of the, and one of the ways that, and the reason that I'm saying that, and one of the ways that I'm trying to, you know, let everybody know uh, is like how I bet props, how I think about props and like terms of what I'm trying to do and a little bit of my process, because I think this is more useful for, for you. I think it's useful for, you know, trying to do your own research that way, you know, if you see a good prop, like hit me up on Twitter, let me know. I think that's really cool. And I think that there's so many different angles that, uh, I can't think of them all books. Can't think of them all. And that's why it's almost better. Like as a community, you know, if, if somebody's rolling, you know, it, it's good to take some of their information that they have and the lines move. So <clears throat> the first thing to think about is when they set a prop at, let's say, uh, you're at seven at, you know, 10 and a half points, right? The problem is for these books, it's hard to change the line to 11 and a half or 12 and a half or nine and a half, whatever, because it dramatically changes what the outcome is. It changes the probability in a different way. Um, so what they do is they really are changing the juice and they're changing the odds. So this, this is different or very different, especially from NFL spreads, because NFL spreads, um, they're, they're tied to particular scores. So they're going to leave these on numbers. They're not going to want to move the number or, you know, they might move the number from like four to four and a half because that's the way that it's getting bet. And that's the way that they want to move their liability. But with player props, you can't really do that. Like a move to the actual line can cause like a dramatic difference. And with points, it's easy to move, you know, one or two, it's easier to move one or two. But like when it look, when you look at three pointers or steals or blocks, you're just going to see some props that are super heavily juiced because they don't want to, the books don't want to move it uh, off of that number um, just based on where the number is live. But so one of the things that I've been doing and some of the tools that I use when I'm betting is I use tools from the action network. I use bet labs. I use fantasy labs. Uh, I use cleaning the glass. I use basketball reference and I use, uh, I think I said stat muse and I also use props.cash. So part of what I've been doing is with some of the tools from action network, it automatically gives me like what they project the usage rates to be different, what they project the outcomes to be. Um, but another thing that I like to do is try to do some of my own research and that's where I really use cleaning the glass props.cash and stat muse and like combine it with basketball reference. And I'm looking to see um, how often a player goes over a particular line, how they match up against this particular team and you know how they've been playing when they get a certain amount of minutes. Uh, so if, if a player is getting different minutes as a starter versus as a reserve, and that's the role that they're playing in this particular game, I wanna have that information down, I wanna know that. And then that's kind of how I'm gonna have a more informed decision here. And I think that that's critically important to do. Um, so 
you know, that that's kind of that's kind of how, what my thought process is uh, in terms of when I'm doing research. Now, the other thing, like I mentioned before, is, you know, you have juice and, you know, I'm Asian. I'm a math guy. So this is about implied probability. This is about math. And, you know, like I don't I don't get paid. I don't get paid to do math. But I think it's very important to understand what the math really means. So if you see a bet that's plus 100, that means the implied probability is 50%. So you need this bet to hit 50% of the time. If you see a bet that's minus 200, that means that the implied probability is 66.7%. That means that this bet has to hit two thirds of the time. So what I do is I'll look and I'll say, okay, well, you know, this bet's at plus 100, but uh, based on what I'm looking at from the information over this guy's last like five games, he has gone over this line in like four of the last five. So even though like I think this line might be a little high, I'm seeing that there's a ton of value here because he's gone over it in 80% of the time as opposed to 50% of the time. Um, and that's that's one thing that you can look at. Another th- way to do this is with some of these tools, you can like with props.cash and with StatMuse in particular, you can say, if this person's out of the lineup, then how does this player perform? Or how does this player, perf- and you can look at this year and last year's data, or depending on how you query it, you can you can get a little bit further back. And that's like super important in my opinion because that's really the data that I want. Like it, cause partially I want to see how many minutes they're playing then like, what like, are their counting stats going up or does it not really matter? And certain players, uh, what we've been able to determine, like what we've seen is that like when certain players are in or out, it doesn't really affect their performance. So like one team, for example, is the Los Angeles Clippers. So they lost Paul George to not COVID, but he tore his UCL. So like he might need Tommy John surgery, which is, you know, a pitcher's injury. It's very odd for a basketball player to need that, but you know, it happens. So one guy that doesn't really see a change in his role is Marcus Morris. Um, He basically shoots exactly the same, scores exactly the same amount of points. And it just like, it is what it is. Um, but other players like Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, they see massive spikes to their scoring, their assist rate, and their rebound rate. Um, and Eric Bledsoe as well. I don't want to leave him out of the party here. So that like that's something that you can do and something you can look for and say, like, okay, like your brain might go, okay, well, Morris is the next scorer on the team, but his role doesn't really change because he's not really like that's not how they want to run their offense. You're not running through an ISO ball, like that's not what you're doing. So you want to be able to compare and say, okay, I have this preconceived notion in my brain, but why is that wrong? Or like, why is this line not moving the way that I think it's going to be? And this is a way that you can kind of do some of that research. Um, And at the end of the day, you're looking at the thing, the main things that I look at are attempts, usage rate, and minutes. Because if a guy's getting that, what that basically means is that these people are getting opportunity and opportunity, I think is more reliable than outcomes. Uh, and like, if somebody takes 15 shots and I bet on them to score 10 points, they missed it because they only made like one, then, you know, it's, it's the right thought process. It's the right bet, but you're not, you just aren't going to win all these bets that way. But that's, that's just one of the things that I want to do. It's a little bit of a back, it's a little bit of background in some of the, my thought process for how I bet props and what my, you know, what I'm doing when I put them out there. So that way you can kind of trust some of the you can trust some of the outcomes and trust the decision-making process when I fire these off 
Um, and, you know, you can even do the research for yourself afterwards if I haven't, you know, written it down or put it out there as well. Um, but I, I'm just trying to help everybody be a little bit better, better, you know, uh, so we're, we're doing the best that we can. But <clears throat> I want to circle back now to those two games that we started off the pod with the Hornets plus two and a half and the Jazz minus six. So the Hornets, they're plus two and a half here. They're playing the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. And the Pacers have just been that team that you look at their net rating, you look at their stuff, and they go, they should be good. And they're not. Like, they're just not. I've been duped by them. I've been hoodwinked. I've lost money on them. I've lost money against them. They are just one of those teams that I just, like, that they're just impossible to figure out. I feel like I've bet on them to win the Eastern Conference the last five years. I think producer Corey can confirm they're always my dark horse and they just are just, they're just, they're a dead horse is what it is. The Pacers are still fucking you, man. <laughs> never bet on them, never believe in them and never root for them. The Pacers are going to pace her. So my, my whole thing here is that, you know, both of these teams are like relatively healthy. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is questionable for this matchup for the Pacers and the Hornets are likely without Miles Bridges or P.J. Washington, which, you know, is impactful because they're both fucking good. But they still have plenty of offensive firepower with uh, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, and Gordon Hayward. So I'm not ultra concerned there. The thing to look at is that the Pacers have a plus 0.7 adjusted net rating, and the Hornets are plus 0.2. Um, my, this is kind of one of those games where – I'm looking at this. I see the two and a half. I understand that the players, that certain players are out, but the Pacers just have been one of those teams where it's like when all of them are healthy, they just, they still aren't clicking and they just need to blow that operation up. And I'm going to get two and a half points. I understand that the, I understand that the, the Hornets are without two of their best players, but you're going to, you're going to give me two and a half points against you know against the hornets who are 18 and 17 when the pacers are 14 and 20 and i get that we're missing players i get that but this hornets offense is ridiculous they don't stop scoring lamello is coming back off of uh he was on the health and safety protocols a little bit and he was out for a couple games but you know they just put up 123 points in the last game against the rockets lamello is a walking triple double threat i get the rockets aren't very good but I don't really think the Pacers are that good. And when we're looking at this team, the Pacers, they have, they're just, they're, they're just mediocre. You know, like they have an adjusted offensive and defensive rating. That's 15th in the league in both regards. They, they've like played the most average strength of schedule. They just like, there's, they're not, they're not really playing anybody that's that good. So I think that this is a good opportunity to back the Hornets in what I think might be a game where they really try to push the pace uh, to kind of make up for some of the offensive offense that they're missing with miles bridges and PJ Washington. And I'll, I'll grab these two and a half points in the road. I, I'd imagine that this moves closer to a pick them by uh, by tip off. Now <clears throat> for the second game, I was telling you that we're going to be betting the Utah jazz, <laughs> the Utah jazz against the, Portland Trailblazers. And look, the the Trailblazers are missing a lot of guys. They are missing due to COVID protocols. Yusuf Nurkic, Cody Zeller, Ben McMore, Robert Covington, Dennis Smith Jr. 
And then they also are missing CJ McCollum, who's recovering from a punctured lung. So like not, just not ideal there. Um, while the, the Jazz are going to be missing Donovan Mitchell, I'm much less concerned about that due to their depth. Um, I get that Mitchell is an excellent scoring option, but this Blazers defense is so just like bad. They are 29th in the league. So they're the second worst adjusted defensive rating in the league. And the Jazz are just cooking. The Jazz have the best offense in the league, the fifth best defensive rating in the league, and they're 24 and nine. Like this team is incredible. They're, they're just, they're so deep and you're going to get an opportunity to get them at six points here. Like I get that they're on the road. I get that Portland's a long trip, but this, I think this is a smash spot. Um, the Jazz have an adjusted net rating of plus 9.0, second best in the league, whereas the Portland Trailblazers are minus 3.1. Um, they're going to be missing all these guys. I don't really think that they're going to have an answer for Rudy Gobert down low, and I think that he's going to have a big game this matchup. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with the Jazz minus six. Um, and that that's so the two best bets that I gave out for today are the Hornets plus two and a half and the Utah Jazz minus six. So the NFL, we're going to transition a little bit. We're going to talk about the NFL uh, for a brief moment in time. Um, NFL is just ravaged by COVID. I don't know if you guys have fantasy teams. A lot of people don't care. I care, but I also am in the finals right now. Humble brag. Um, Corey, also in my league, Corey is trying to, to, trying to have a three-peat for the Sacco. I don't know if your leagues do them. I don't know if you want to do them right now and just try to add one on just, you know, bamboozle whoever's in last place, but Sacco is when you, you have a punishment uh, for being in last place. And Corey, Corey is right back there again. And there's, there's some, there's some rumors swirling that Corey will be sitting in a waffle house for a number of hours, but uh, I'm unsure. Look, I got my booster just in case. (laughs) Your booster seat? Yeah, a booster seat and a vaccine booster to protect myself best I can if I have to spend an extended amount of time at Waffle House. Um, Also, if we're doing the, you know, I can cut out as many hours as I eat waffles. Fairly certain I can cut it down to 12 hours comfortably. Um, Probably down to eight hours uncomfortably. Eight hours? That's... That's a lot of fucking lot waffles, of waffles, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have rules to establish regarding me puking and all that shit. That's um, true. But let me defend myself for a second. I have had the worst luck ever in our league. I went dude, seven and oh two years ago when all this bullshit started. I went seven and oh. Then I just lost every other game for the rest of the season because my fucking starters were all injured all of them i had the highest point differential for the longest time like i was in last place with the most points against by a huge margin and my points four were better than the next like six guys above me didn't matter i was that unlucky (laughs) i dude i i think that like even this year i got uh, fucked i got christian mccaffrey i got fucked yeah and then i got him from you and i and i got fucked so yeah, well, at first it looked like I was about to get fucked again because he came back, but luckily he is a frail little bitch. And I got one. I got one good week. 
I got two um, good weeks out of Knox, so uh, you know, plus one for trade. the good guys. What a trade! But <laughs> Corey, you know, if you, I don't know if you're, I don't know how invested you are in uh in the Super Bowl bet here, but is there any team that you are like? I like I like this team's odds for the Super Bowl. Like you know, heading into the playoffs right now, we're getting close. Is there any way that you you're saying like I'm gonna be I want to stand this one team for the next month and a half? Yeah, two months. The, the Dolphins are juicy. I like the Dolphins. Okay, fins up. Fins up. All right. Well, that that Again, is quite, that bear is in mind quite, what I said at the beginning of this podcast. Proceed. That is quite that's quite the pick. Um, but you know, you're you're entirely entitled to your to your feelings, and the Miami Dolphins are a hundred to one right now. So to you know, I love those odds. Friendly yeah. reminder from our friend Terry: Go yes. put some futures on the U.S. Men's National Team for the <laughs> I mean, uh, um, World Cup. Yeah, that, that's I have, exactly. I have Winter Olympics on the brain right now. Sorry. Oh, I love curling. Um, my favorite. But maybe we can handicap that. But the team that I'm looking at right now, and I'm very curious about, is the you know is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it pains me as a Giants fan. The Cowboys are about nine to one or 10 to one, depending on the book. And they have a really interesting showdown this weekend against the Atlanta Cardinals um, or Arizona Cardinals. Holy macarons. Um, the spread is at five. It was open at five and a half. It's been bet down to five and then four and a half with the Cowboys as the favorite. Um, I'm a little concerned because I'm seeing some signals that, you know, the sharp money is coming in on the Cowboys but the line is moving against them. So this is a very interesting spot. And a lot of it might have to do with the fact that, you know, this, I think this line might be a little inflated because of the, you know, the narrative that Kings Cliff Kingsbury is just awful as, you know, as a home favorite uh, or, you know, in the months of December. So, you know, he's been, he's been bad recently, but Cowboys are a league best 12 and three against the spread and I, I think that they might be a little overrated in this game um, as much as I like the Cowboys, you know, on a futures bet. So I'm probably going to wait till after this game. I think that it's entirely possible that the Cardinals win this game outright as uh, five and a half point underdogs. And the money line is a juicy plus 190. So I think that that's worth a sprinkle here. Um, the Cardinals just have, you know, the Cardinals are the Cardinals offense is still very solid despite not having DeAndre Hopkins and Cliff Kingsbury is 12, three, three and two against the spread as a road underdog. So it just kind of seems like one of those spots where, you know, Kingsbury, I think he's overrated as a favorite, um, but as an underdog and in the spot a little bit later in the season, I think we're getting some, I think we're getting some good value here. Uh, and we, I'm going to, I'm going to fade the Cowboys here and I'm going to take the Cardinals at plus five and a half, uh, which that line is still available at Caesar Sportsbook. Um, so as we close out the pod for this week, I want it, you know, and this is the last pod of the new year of this year, you know, of 2021. Um, it's unbelievable that next year is going to be 2022, but you know, we just can't get away from this. And, what I wanted to rolls eyes. Go ahead. What I wanted to do is I wanted to ask uh, producer Corey and myself. We're going to give you our New Year's resolutions as a sports better, um, you know, so that we can we can hold ourselves accountable 
And we can also try to help you stay, hold yourselves accountable. So producer Corey is going to start off first here. <clears throat> I want to cross a 10 unit threshold blindly following your NBA picks. Okay. So I, I'm not to put more pressure on you. Mine is basically on your shoulders, but it's up to me to remember to keep checking your picks and putting them in, which is a lot of work for me because I'm lazy. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know how that exactly is a resolution for you as opposed to a resolution for me, but here we are. Oh, um, and I will not deposit any money after March. Okay. Fair. That That's a tough one. No, the no deposit rule is a tough one. Um, my, my resolution is going to be not buying points. I do this <laughs> a little too often. <laughs> I think sometimes it's worth it. You know, if you're at a key number in football or something, I can like, make this line better. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're at a key number and you know, you can take it from, you know, two and a half to three or three to three and a half, depending on which side of it you're on. Um, for like less than a dime, then, then that's, that's definitely worth it. But I like often find myself, uh, like I'll look at a line and I'm going like, it's, this happens a lot with NBA where you'll see one line and it'll be, you know, like minus four and a half minus half, minus one twenty, And then you see another one that's minus five and minus one ten, And like, it's just never, it's not actually worth it. Like you're better off like taking the better odds and like laying that half a point. I get that maybe on a different book, the minus four and a half might be like minus 130 or minus 140 um, or something like that. But buying that point or buying that half point is just never really worth it. Um, you either got the good line or you didn't get the good line. And sometimes you just got, it's just something that you got to live with. It's something you got you to be prepared to do and you got to drink the juice sometimes so but i'm, I'm just going to try my best to not buy that uh i'm to not buy any points in the new year um so that is my resolution uh that's a good one i tried i tried um now to pivot pods and racks pods and racks okay i finally finished this book so i can recommend it it's been a long struggle uh, it's called The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. Yes. She's also the author of the book um, that just has a new show written about it. Fuck, what was that show? Station Eleven. Same okay. author who wrote Station Eleven, which is now a TV show on, I think, HBO, which I haven't seen yet because I'm going to read that book first because I'm a snob. Um, but it's a great written book. I flew through it when I was able to read it. Um, I don't want to give anything away. It's very weird very jumbled up story that makes more sense in the end than it does at the beginning very good shit put the spoilers after the credits yeah i will <laughs> once you finish this creed song at the end of this episode you'll hear the uh you'll hear the spoiler <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah so it's the glass hotel emily st john mandel when you're looking it up in your local library or bookstore mandel is what it's listed under not st john even though as a member of the dewey decimal society i'm fairly certain if you have a hyphenated last name you still go with the first letter of the first name not the first letter of the second name that doesn't make sense to me yeah i, I i'm pretty sure that you're right there i mean that's Thank just you. Uh, you might need to change libraries dude i'm gonna have to so i got a bone to pick with not only barnes and noble but now my local library yeah just start, I hope start if, if not do a deep dive on me and find my childhood uh indiscretions <laughs> with them 
Yeah, yeah, it, that's a, that's already, a loaded. I've already talked about that on a previous podcast. I'll leave out the <laughs> it might not be worth it. It might not be no. worth opening that can of worm. <laughs> um, my uh, my recommendation is if you don't have one already, uh, I I know a lot of people are working from home. I know you know people people have their you know like their hobbies that they use their computers for. A lot of people have a laptop. I have a laptop. I cannot recommend more getting a second monitor. It is the best thing of all time. Uh, it I've never had a desktop computer before besides like at work, which is like a weird statement, but like I've never had one before. And it is just so much easier to look at, to function off of. The screen is enormous. And it's like, I think it's like a 27 inch or 24 inch, 27 inch monitor. And uh, it's, I can't recommend it more. Uh, my eyes are doing better. My work has improved exponentially. And I'm, I think I'm just a happier person. So I, I'm going to recommend getting a second monitor. You know, if you got any of that Christmas money, get yourself a second monitor and I'll then maybe that. deposit it onto one of, your, uh, one of your sports betting accounts. Another helpful tip. Look at open box policies at Best Buy and at Micro Center or Craigslist. But yeah, I got two 24s. Life is great. It's awesome. Yeah, life's great. It's awesome. So thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Cash That. We're going to get out there. We're going to win some bets. We're going to cash that. Please come now. I think I'm falling. Holding on the wall. I think you're safe. It seems I found the road to nowhere. And I'm trying to escape. I am back when I heard thunder. But I'm down to one last breath. And will it let me say? Let me say, hold me now. I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking maybe six feet is so far.